It is Tuesday, September 13th, and this is People Every Day. Hey there, everyone. It's me, Janine Rubenstein. So great to be back with you today. Thank you so much, Charlotte Triggs, for stepping in for me yesterday while I prepped for the Emmys. And speaking of, you guys, what a night. I had so much fun co-hosting People on Entertainment Weekly's live red carpet pre-show. If you missed it, head over to YouTube. And between that and just being there in the room last night, I legit had a ball. You guys, if you can't hear it in my voice... I had a ball. But after two years of changes due to the pandemic, the Emmys finally felt like they were back back. Given that, we've got a great show planned for you today, all about TV's biggest night. We'll, of course, break down the surprise winners and losers, along with those awesome acceptance speeches. People's fashion expert, Andrea Laventhal, will be joining us to discuss the standout fashion moments. But before all of that, let's do a little red carpet recap. Before any awards show, you can count on the red carpet to kick things off with a bang. And last night was no exception. The Emmys red carpet had all of your favorite stars before they made their way into the show. And I really love hosting the red carpet because it's the prized moment when you get to see that little twinkle and sparkle in the star's eyes, you know, before they head in. So to take us into our top Emmys red carpet moments is my red carpet co-host and party hopping partner in crime, People TV's Jeremy Parsons. Hey, Woo. Jeremy. How, hey, good morning. How late did you stay out last night? Don't uh, answer that. I already know. <laughs> <laughs> we had such a blast. The carpet pre-show was fun. I think the Emmys itself was an, actually an outstanding show. And then, yeah, the after parties were really a really good time. You could tell that, you know, Hollywood was out and Hollywood was, was ready Hollywood to have a good time. Hollywood was out. Well, it felt so good to see everyone. And the star who I cannot stop thinking about is someone who ultimately took home gold, the Cheryl Lee Ralph. I've said before on this show that I have loved her for so long. Dreamgirls, Moesha, all the things. And when we got her on the carpet, it was a moment. It, It was a huge moment. And she shared this incredible story of being in a movie with Robert De Niro years ago. One day I was shooting a movie with... Robert De Niro, the great Robert De Niro. And in between shots, he looked at me and he said, you are great. He said, like, you're like really DGA, damn great actress. <laughs> but Hollywood's not looking for you. They are not looking for the black girl. So you better wave that red flag and let them know you're here because you deserve to be seen. Wow. 30 wow. years later, I am seen yes. with my Emmy go. nomination. <laughs> and thank God I didn't give up on me because it's been a rough climb, but it's worth every step. That was just so beautiful. She was soaking this moment up. She's having, I think, what she views as almost like an unexpected wave in her career, right? Having having, yeah. having had such a, a long career and, and to have this unexpected moment. As she told us, coming into the show, Abbott Elementary, she thought that character might be invisible in the show. But, you know, yeah. the writing's mm-hmm. there, and man, she brings it to life, and she deserved every bit of the honor she got. Well, I think the carpet is just a great way for nominees to kind of shake off those those nerves, right, before they, they go inside. So dropout actress Amanda Seyfried was so happy to be recognized for her portrayal of Elizabeth Holmes, and Issa Rae had me smiling ear to ear. They both just had this, like, just energy to them. Right. I know that the lasting legacy is that we open doors for a lot of creators, for a lot of talent, for, you know, just I think the industry to to view us, view black women, uh, 
differently. Yeah. And I hope the legacy is that we go down as people's favorite show. Like, I stand by that. For me, it was just about becoming a part of people's lives, through the music, through the stories, through everything. And to hear that people miss it is so, it's so validating. And then Amanda Seyfried, who literally is like living out on a farm in real life, comes to the red carpet, and or the gold carpet in this case, and just they looked amazing and then ended up with the win. She was sort of the standout from the dropout. I think she was surprised, and man, did she deserve it, and, and she really lived in the moment on stage with that acceptance speech. Yes, 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 yes. Well, another actress who stopped by to chat with us was Carrie Washington. It literally looked like she was, like, gliding on the carpet. I told her she was glowing, <laughs> uh, but she was just delightful, and you could tell that she wanted to have a good time, so it, it felt more like a party when you talk to some of those folks, right, than, than the other ones who were there and had the pressure on. <laughs> You're exactly right. She was just there to have a good time. She was promoting her new yep. show that she's working on, that she's leading, uh, heading up, creating, directing. And yeah, reasonable doubt. Yeah, but but as always, as we said to her on the carpet, at People Entertainment Weekly, we follow her every single fashion moment. And last night, she upped the game even more. Those black stockings, honey. <laughs> we also talked to Abbott Elementary's Tyler James Williams. And, and remember, he was a child star who portrayed Chris from the Everybody Hates Chris sitcom, which also starred Chris Rock back in the early 2000s. Well, the interesting thing was that the last time he was at the Emmys, or the first time ever, when he was 13 years old. The thing that stuck out to me was how he, he said his biggest piece of advice that he would have told that younger version of himself is that, you'll have more control later. Like he felt so out of control of his career and everything else as a, as a young actor. And you yeah. know, he's being told what to do. He's kind of being put in these, you know, you're just sort of propped up and you got to show and do this, do that. And he said, control will come. And now he's found that moment. Everyone was just in good spirits last night. We got to talk about our moment with Mr. Henry Winkler. What do you love so much about this phase of your career? Oh, you know what I'll tell you? Sure. I am relaxed. Yeah. I can take it in. I'm not so worried. A moment, and I still can't believe it happened. What was your favorite part of talking to Henry? I just love that he, like, his, his, he was like, my son told me to wear the same tie. And as we were looking at his tie from the last time when he won an Emmy before, it's like all the photos of him. It's like, yeah, that was the tie. I, he's just an icon, a legend. He had, uh, you know, that moment where he flashed back and started talking like the Fonz. And, hey, and he's talking hey. about his leather jacket being up under, <laughs> underneath the, t the tux of the suit. He is a class act, one of a kind, and the most genuinely nice person in Hollywood. And a true standout that we cannot forget Bowen Yang and his plus one, yes. his mom. So, so sweet. And believe it or not, before he made it big, his mom wasn't really aware <laughs> of what improv even was. It's incredibly important to have my mother here. She's someone who, for years, decades even, didn't understand what I was doing when I would go to improv practice or, you know, do comedy shows in the city. She's, she's really seen me, you know, she's seen me She's seen me win, so it's it's a big deal. I just love that she's like, you know, it's, he's my best son or my favorite or whatever, my most creative son or whatever, and he's like, I'm her only son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, okay, Jeremy, who was it for you on the carpet? Even if it wasn't an interview, what was the moment with us just being out there that you were going to remember? <laughs> you, Janine, had the show-stopping dress and look of the night. Wait, let me just say this to everyone listening. I wasn't fishing let me, let me just for say that, this. Jeremy. No, no, no. I, don't, I actually don't think you're fishing for it. I, I was anxious to say it. But when Janine walked up, and I literally was talking to someone, I looked over and I, I was like, whoa! <laughs> just slayed on the carpet. Like, uh, that was it. So anyway, congrats to you for having oh. the look of a lifetime. 
Okay, well, stop. Stop stealing Andrea Laventhal's shine. We're about to get into the fashion next, okay, <laughs> Jeremy? It. Thank you so, so much. It was so much fun, as always. You just get me, Jeremy. I love you working with you I on the carpet. We had, a, we had a great time. Thank you for having me on. Coming up, we are joined by our TV expert, Brianne Heldman, as she breaks down the biggest surprise winners and losers of the night. And she'll also take you into what the cameras didn't show you. But first, we have to talk about all of the looks that were being served on that red carpet last night, you guys. The stars were back for the Emmys and they dressed to impress. After the break, we are joined by our very own fashion aficionado, Andrea Laventhal. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. We are back, and of course, we couldn't talk about the Emmys or any award show, for that matter, without talking about the biggest fashion moments of the night. And joining me now to recap the best dressed from the biggest night in television is People's Style and Beauty Director, Andrea Laventhal. Hey, Andrea, thanks for joining us. Okay, so you guys can't see Janine right now. I can. She is still rocking. At least, <laughs> I would say, 25% of your glam, mostly in the eye area. And you look... Yes. You look gorgeous. And oh, thank you. You looked gorgeous last night. I want you to know that the People Style team, there was a collective gasp when we saw the Getty <laughs> image of you. We were like, she's a star. Oh, stop it. So before I tell you all about the celebrities, I want you to tell me what was the inspiration, Janine, for your look last night? Oh, oh, okay. Well, my friend... Toya had told me, you know, if you're doing the Emmys, you should just shock everybody and go super sleek. She's like, you do curly all the time and you do like poofy dresses, go super column, super straight Elvira hair and just wow them. And when she said it, this was like months ago, I was like, oh, yeah, I will. So that was my inspiration. Mm -hmm. And I had on Marc Jacobs Runway. I guess you it looked worked. incredible. <laughs> and I was sympathizing because I remember... One of the times I did the Emmys red carpet, it was in the 90s. And then they tent it with plastic, basically like a vinyl or plastic, which oh. makes everyone into a rotisserie chicken. But here's the thing. You don't choose your fashion based on function when it's the Emmys. So I want to commend you and all your fellow style soldiers out there who <laughs> went for velvet, went for long sleeves. Okay, well, let's start with those warriors. The color of the night. What would you say, Andrea? It's like everyone just goes pink. And, you know, I'm fine mm. with that. I love pink. But it's funny how it seems like right now, carpet after carpet, pink is a dominating color. Maybe it's this whole Barbie core thing. But like we've seen everything. Connie Britton did like a corally vibrant pink. And mm. we had Amanda Seyfried. It was like a lavender pink and Kaylee Cuoco in pinky uh. pink. 
It was everything. Um, so much Amanda Say Friend was it for me. I told her she looked like, because she had that that detail on the top, she looked like a pearl dripped in diamonds. Ooh. <laughs> it was Armani Privé. It was like a kind of lavendery pink color. Red pink on screen and, and like on camera, but I'm sure in person it was more purple. And she said she felt like a mermaid, which I loved. And that detail you're talking about was like a tool crinoline, which is very cool. You don't see that. It's like an illusion. Yeah. Very, very and- high fashion. I loved it. Well, okay, pink aside, which looks were you living for? You know, other colors, other styles, who just had your heart? Well, I always like when the guys kind of step it up and emerge as the trendsetters of the night. And it was undeniable that men in white was the the hot trend for guys. They all looked like the good humor man, but stylish. Like they were <laughs> delivering milk or ice cream, which is cute. So we had Seth Rogen and Brunello Cuccinelli. It's a striking color. Like it really makes you pop and you also, it's dangerous because I know that there's food and drink. Andrew Garfield was in Xenia. John Legend was in Gucci. Nicholas Braun was in Dior Men and wearing Fredly and Jewels with his. Like I really enjoy when the men step it up. And so let's talk about some of these winners. Uh, Zendaya's gown, Quinta Brunson's dress. So Zendaya has become like a little bit unfair because she just, (laughs) every time, every time she just manages to upstage herself. And what was so interesting about last night's look, which was a Valentino custom gown, is that she managed to steal the spotlight in a black ball gown. And that's hard to do. And here she (laughs) is in a classic black ball gown, relatively understated. And it's her whole being, you know, the Bulgari necklace helps the cool 60s inspired hair helps, but really it's like her that just makes these looks come to life. Well, I am so happy I got to see all of that. And I, I, I don't know if you watched, but I threw a little shout out to you because there were cutouts that made their way onto the carpet. You know, what's really funny is that I've been looking at Julia Garner's belly cutout, her belly button cutout. Yeah. And I'm like, I... I don't think this is going to be a trend. However, way to go for finding a new location for a cutout. This is the first for me in all my years <laughs> covering the red carpet. I don't think I've seen the belly button really put on display that way. I saw her at the after party with her Emmy and she's dancing. That belly button cutout got a lot of display. Okay. Even from the stage to the after party, she was getting it on the dance floor. Okay. So who, your best dress, who was yours? I loved how beautiful Amanda Seyfried looked. I really, really did. But also Lily James in the gold chainmail looked like the sexiest, most beautiful thing. (laughs) What made Lily James's look just like really work so perfectly was it was Atelier Versace. It was clearly designed exactly for her. It gave those like 90s vibes everyone's so into now while still feeling modern. The color was very cool, like a bronzy gold. Her hair is kind of reddish. So it all meshed together. And you could tell she felt great in it, which is always the case. And she felt cool in it as well. Like actually physically cool. Like the metal, she said, helped her in that Oh, that's funny. (laughs) I'm glad it didn't like conduct energy and like make her like really warm. And with that... (laughs) With Lily James conducting energy with her dress, Andrea, thank you so, so much for stopping by. Okay, y'all, we talked about the red carpet. We talked about the incredible fashion. 
Now let's talk about the biggest moments of the night inside the room. The Microsoft Theater looked gorgeous, you guys. Everyone was so excited to be there. And there are moments people can't stop talking about, but also some moments that people might not have seen on TV. So let's get into all of it. Joining me now is someone who had a front row seat to it all. Well, you know, orchestra seat, kind of close. Yeah, people in the same senior, row as you. <laughs> in the same row. People's senior editor, Brianne Heldman. Hey, Brianne, how are you doing the morning after? Good. It was an amazing night. The moment we must jump into and talk about first is Mrs. Cheryl Lee Ralph getting her well-deserved flower. She took home the award for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series for Abbott Elementary. Cheryl's kids went crazy in the crowd. This was such a moment that nobody really saw. You had to, like, go back and look. And her speech gave me chills. She she gave us chills on the carpet beforehand, and Jeremy and I just talked about that. But let's take a listen to what she said on the stage. I am an endangered species, but I sing no victim song. Just a queen. Take us all into the room when that moment happened. The moment they announced that award, the entire room erupted in a standing ovation. She was not the expected winner for this category. So it was a massive standing ovation. And then she gets up there. She kind of takes this moment. She like breathes it in and then takes this deep breath and starts just belting endangered species, which was, oh, my God, it was so beautiful. Well, her co-star, Abbott Elementary creator Quinta Brunson, won for Outstanding Writing in a Comedy Series. Another well-deserved win. I love the show, as I have made it very known. (laughs) But when Will Arnett and Jimmy Kimmel presented the award to her, people had a massive issue with Will dragging Jimmy on and off the stage, pretending that Jimmy was too drunk to present the Emmy. He was literally lying on the floor next to Quinta as she was giving her acceptance speech. Jimmy is still getting a ton of backlash for that, but Quinta is letting this one slide, I guess. She addressed it in the press room after the fact and said, you know, I think in the moment, I was just really happy that Jimmy was up there. I kind of consider him one of the comedy godfathers, and I'm a huge fan of Will Arnett. She has also has a great history with Jimmy Kimmel. She, he was one of the first people to really support the show. She showed yeah. him the show very early on. So they do have a relationship. Some backlash is from people who don't realize they have a relationship at all, though I do agree. I had a moment thinking, this is get weird. Up. Like, get up. Get Let up. her have this moment. Well, it was when she said that to him, she, like, referenced him as she was going up there to get her Emmy Award. And she's like, are we still down there? Like, she kind of made a note of it, and he just he kept the bit going. But I think that context is really good. Well, another thing that people had an issue with was uh, Jennifer Coolidge, who picked up the Emmy for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Limited Series or Movie for The White Lotus. Uh, Another person getting their flowers. I love her. But she was played off during her acceptance speech. But that didn't (laughs) stop Jennifer from having her moment because she started dancing. Talk to me about this. That was the most amazing thing. But as she continued to speak over the, the nice soft music and talked about being full and taking lavender baths and she was, you know, already <laughs> hilarious. And then they played Hit the Road Jack. Like Which what? is like kind of rude. So and instead rude. instead of like walking off, she just started jamming. She was <laughs> dancing. It was fantastic. The whole crowd, of course, cheered her on and they did let that linger. So it kind of 
backfired on the producers there, but... Lizzo was another winner last night. The singer picked up the award for Outstanding Competition Program for Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girls, and her speech was everything. When I was a little girl, all I wanted to see was me in the media. Someone fat like me, black like me, beautiful like me. (laughs) If I could go back and tell little Lizzo something, I'd be like, you're going to see that person, but bitch is going to have to be you. (laughs) And now she is halfway to an EGOT, that first half, E.G., Emmy, Grammy. So that's something to celebrate. That is absolutely something to celebrate. I love it. I love it. Well, before I let you go, what were some other wins that made you ecstatic last night? Like, were there a few that surprised you? I'm going to pat myself on the back real hard right now. Okay. I was on this podcast yesterday with Charlotte, giving my predictions. And of all the categories that I gave my predictions on yesterday, I only got one wrong. It's like you do this or something. It's like it's your job. Honestly, that was a pretty high percentage for me generally. And I even said, I said, there will be no major sweeps. I said, Abbott will get its flowers in in the writing category or that Quinta would. Um, I was wrong about Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series. I thought maybe Laura Linney would get it for the final season of Ozark, but Zendaya certainly deserving it. And not a surprise, but the one I got wrong. Oh, Zendaya in Euphoria just tore to force. I can see an Oscar in her future. I love me some Ted Lasso. Got a lot of love. And I was thrilled to see Lee Jung Jae win for Squid Game. That was a huge deal. Squid Game also picked up a directing win for the episode with Red Light, Green Light, which really was a remarkably beautiful, interesting, fascinatingly directed episode. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that's really groundbreaking. We haven't seen foreign language shows win Emmys. I saw that Squid Game cast rocking out on the dance floor last night at the uh, Netflix after party. They had themselves a time. But what was the end of your night like? How did you close it out, Brienne? So I'm going to out our new editor-in-chief, Wendy Noggle. She and I closed out the bar at the, at the hotel, and we rode the elevator up to our rooms with a pair of Emmys, Murray Bartlett, who won for Best Supporting Actor in a Limited Series for The White Lotus, and one of the writers on Succession, and Jonathan Groff. And what? Like, that's like two beautiful, shiny gold Emmys, Three amazing stars and the two of us <laughs> riding up the elevator. Like, how can you top an Emmy night better than that? Oh, my God. That is amazing. This is so great. Brienne, thank you so much. Of course. Talk to you soon. Last night's Emmys host, Kenan Thompson, has had a remarkably long career in Hollywood. As someone who grew up in the 90s, I've personally witnessed some amazing moments from Kenan, from shows like All That and Saturday Night Live, or films like Heavyweights and Mighty Ducks 2. Kenan Thompson has been making me laugh for decades. Well, last night, he was in a sketch with Kumail Nanjani, where Kumail claimed he'd been tasked tending bar full-time at the Emmys, even though it was just supposed to be an honorary kind of thing. They're making me actually make everybody's drinks. Well, you're the bartender. Honorary. Honorary. I didn't know I'd be doing an eight-hour shift. Keenan tried helping him boost his confidence and encouraged him to try channeling his inner Tom Cruise. Why don't you just do one of those fun little Tom Cruise and cocktail tricks we talked about? Okay, yeah. I've been practicing. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Tom Cruise! 
And while Kumail was flailing about and breaking bottles, Keenan sought to calm things down a bit and recommended he just help the next person at the end of the bar. That bar patron turned out to be none other than Keenan's longtime friend and comedy partner, Kel Mitchell. Excuse me, sir. Can we get you a drink or something? Uh, you know what? Can I get a good burger? Oh, my God! I mean, I'm surprised he didn't order an orange soda. (laughs) But seeing the two of them reunite on camera gave me all the feels. During a recent appearance on The Tonight Show, Keenan teased about a potential Good Burger sequel, but nothing sounded imminent. Are you saying that Good Burger 2 is happening? I would like it to. Well, we are, we're, we're, you know, working harder on it than, than ever. So it's like Ed's character should have like a million kids and then like I'm coming out of jail for something that he put in jail for. I would be all about a Good Burger sequel, as would my son Reese. We put him up on game and he loves that movie. And nothing would make me happier than to hear Kel say, Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? <laughs> well, that's our show for today. Thank you all for reliving and recapping last night's Emmys. I will see you back here tomorrow for our midweek episode of People Every Day. <laughs>